Hey, filmmakers, and welcome back to the Intuitive Filmmaker Podcast. Today, I am with the one and only Leah Savoli, who, she's an actress, she's a voiceover artist, she's a producer, but we're here today to give you some inside scoop on that big, scary, monumental thing all of us do with our career at least one point, crowdfund. Um, she works with Greenlight, your passion project. Is that your actual company? That is my company. And she's raised over $5 million for over 50 campaigns. And now we're going to get some secrets. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and you know, those, that, that 5 million 50 campaigns thing that I tell, those are just the ones that I worked with full time. Right. There are hundreds more over you the just past. just consult and help people yeah. and get them on the right track. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's all you need. Sometimes that's all you need is is one little console get you on the right track and boom so what's the very first thing you do when someone comes to you and they're like I'm hiring you I want you to see us through this whole campaign what's the first thing you do well first you can't come to me and say that <laughs> <laughs> seriously um, I have a prerequisite um, for anyone that wants to work with me and that is to do that one session um, and I'm very selective with the people that I take on full time because that's my reputation on the line as well. Um, and your limited time. My limited time and capacity and, and you know, bandwidth. It's at least six weeks of my time that you are forefront of my mind and taking precedent in almost my entire life at that point. Um, and I need to make sure these are people that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. Hopefully working with for at least six and weeks. And I'm assuming part of that criteria is that these are people you believe are actually going to put in the work. Exactly. People that have realistic goals. So one of the first things I ask when someone comes to me and says, you know, hey, I want to set this up. Okay, great. We're going to set up this prerequisite strategy session. But what's your goal? You know, and then, okay, how many Facebook friends do you have? <laughs> how many Twitter friends do you have? How many Instagram friends do you have? And how many people are on this team? So when someone comes to me and they're like, yeah, we want to raise $75,000 for this short film. And no, we don't have a Twitter. Well, I mean, one of us has a Facebook and like, but we don't really use it much. And so I'm like, okay, so let's talk and let's look at things. And so part of my job really becomes being that voice of reason Yeah, to be like, okay, look, for this amount of goal, you're talking about this many people and, um, you know, newsflash, you guys, but 80 to 90% of the people that are going to pledge to your campaign are people you already know. They're friends of friends of friends of friends of friends of friends. And if you don't have that sort of network and circle, then it's time for you to build up. And I can give you a great example of that. I had a team that came to me, did the session director was someone I had previously worked with as an actress. And he came to me with this very important documentary um, about a woman who had passed away, uh, Tora Satana. Uh, she was an actress uh, back in the 40s and 50s. Um, and her people were involved in this campaign. So it was very important to them. You know, this was her previous manager um, and business partners. And super important campaign to them. After that first session with me, and they realized what it took, they came back to me four years later. Oh, wow. With about 30,000 Twitter followers and 50,000 likes on their Facebook page. Wow. And they were ready to go. They raised 60 grand on Kickstarter and they're in post on this amazing documentary of Tora's life right now. That's, there's so much to unpack, <laughs> unpack in what you just said. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times filmmakers will go, well, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. And then they're disappointed in the fact that they get two grand instead of, you know, the 
50 do, they wanted. Do it right. Yeah. Or a lot of times what I do on the flip side is, okay, great. Let's go for 20. Right. Okay, great. Let's go for 15. Um, you know, 50% of all crowdfunding campaigns fail. That's like a across the board statistic. And I've worked on pretty much every crowdfunding platform you can think of. So Seed and Spark has a higher success rate than that. But even with Seed and Spark, their average goal, I believe, that's listed on their website is somewhere between the thirteen to 15,000 range is the average success rate. I've done 10 Seed and Spark campaigns. My average success rate is 30. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times, you know, with a platform like Seed and Spark, they're very hands-on. They'll ask the person, and once they say, oh, well, we're working with Leah, they're like, okay, all right. Or <laughs> when they see this big goal being set. Um, but... What I tell people is, you know, you you want to make something, you know, and then a filmmaker will come to me and be like, but, but we can't do it without 40. Look, if we raise 20, you're going to figure out yes. how the heck to do it. Yep. I know with uh, playing with Beethoven, we were like, this is a $2 million picture. We have 30 grand in the bank. Let's try to raise 100. We didn't raise anything. We made it on 30 grand. <laughs> you figure it out. You figure it out, and you're that much closer. And another thing that I am constantly reminding uh, my clients of, and I have so many examples of this, magic happens. Yeah. Magic happens. And if you are running a top-notch campaign and people see that you're putting the work into it, it leads to investors. It leads to other producers coming in board. It leads to sponsorship opportunities. I've seen it happen a gazillion times. Um, one clear out of the blue case was an Indiegogo campaign I worked on many years ago. The director was a first-time feature film director, but she had been a second AD on every television show you could imagine. And she was actually having some um, confident issue about putting herself out there on the campaign as a director. Go figure. And I convinced her to do one of my favorite perks is what I call experiential rewards. And that's where you're offering some sort of experience. Sit down with our director, um, have your script looked over, come to a belly dance class, whatever it is. Pull your community together. People like those sorts of rewards. So in this case, I convinced her to coffee chat with the director, 200 bucks, sit down with our director. Campaign's running. She calls me up and she's like, Leah, somebody bought that, that, that <laughs> perk and it's not one of my family members. <laughs> and I was like, see? Well, this person reached out to her and he wanted his session while the campaign was still running. And I was like, oh, okay, go, me go meet with him, you know? Turns out he was in town. He was a filmmaker in town from Egypt. Ended up putting $15,000 into the project. Wow. And that's what I mean, you guys. Magic wow. happens if you're running a good campaign. Yeah. And I think if you have a good product that you're putting out there that people can get behind, for sure. <sighs> well, that's a whole other thing. And, 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 you know, every so often that happens to me. And you don't know what to say. You know, when you're like, do you really... Do you really want to do this? Do you really think this is good? Really? So what are some of the pitfalls that filmmakers fall into that cause them to not be successful? Mm. Well, um, it's a lot of hard work. And I stress that so much in that initial session. And I don't know that everybody believes me. So one pitfall I think that happens is that there's all this excitement as we lead up into it, and then the excitement dies down. And, you know, one of the things I 
really dislike about the position that I sometimes get put into is that I have to become that nagging kind of teacher parent voice, you know? So by day eight, nine, 10, it's like, I'm on, I use base camp. And so I have the whole team on the base camp system. And by eight, nine, 10, I'm like, hey, did you send out your emails today? Hey, yeah. who hasn't done their thank yous? Hey, are, do we have that update ready? What's going on? Yeah. And and I really hate it when I fall into that role because nobody likes to be nagged yeah. to anyway. So then it becomes this like, oh, Leah's asking for this. And it's like, but that's well, our agreement. Well, they hired you. Yeah. They, they want to be successful, you know. Yeah, so just falling off. And, and it's um it takes people out of their comfort zone. And... Um, like my rule of thumb for your Facebook, if you're listening out there and you're doing a crowdfunding campaign right now, my rule of thumb for your Facebook page is that you are posting something about your campaign every five hours. Wow. Every day for 30 days. Now that's breakfast, lunch, late afternoon, dinner, and bedtime. And the reason being is time zones, right? Mm -hmm. Your people live in various time zones, so we've got that going. Secondly is... Some people work at jobs that don't allow them to access Facebook and things like that during 9 to 5. So if you're only posting 9 to 5, you're missing those other outliers. Um, and secondly, we think, well, algorithms, but we think everyone is seeing what we're posting and they're not. Nope. So when you get to that sweet spot and someone complains, mm. you now know you're doing it <laughs> right. One of my clients, 72-year-old opera singer from Philadelphia, she decided, she'd been an opera singer all her life, decided to produce her own opera album. She hired me months ahead of time. I mean, she needed help with everything from Twitter to YouTube to Facebook. She's 72 years old. She's an mm. opera singer. And we got it together. We launched a $30,000 Kickstarter. She called me up one day in tears. Her 80-year-old boyfriend told her that she was embarrassing him, oh. that she was begging on Facebook and that she was an embarrassment. So you know what I said, but <laughs> so we kept going. Guess who put the last two grand in that got her over the finish line? Aww. And apparently they just got married. Aww. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's it's going to take you out of your comfort zone for sure. Well, let's talk about um, Sultana. A bit. Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like that was one of a very successful campaign, if I remember correctly. It was 108,000. <laughs> so our, go our goal was 75. We hit 108. And now it helps that you have a name attached. Absolutely. We had a, we ended up having a couple names attached, um, but Sean Aston was one of our executive producers as well as the narrator. And I definitely want to talk about that aspect. Um, and then some of our supporting voice actors had some, some known names as well. So the, one of the pitfalls about, I think, people, when they come to me and they say, um, oh, I've got this A, B, C list celebrity that's willing to share our campaign. I said, great. Are they going to tweet about it? every day right are they going to post about it every day it's one thing to get somebody to like something it's another thing to get them to retweet or share something it's another thing to get them to open up their wallet so yes we had sean with the sultana and we had other people with big names but it's not <clears throat> what i've noticed one of my clients specifically a uh, jim beaver who was also involved in the sultana jim is a actor on supernatural and deadwood and he's been a television actor for decades and upon decades he has seven hundred thousand twitter followers jim hired me for his own campaign and when i say that that man worked 24 7 for 30 days to make his thirty thousand dollar kickstarter goal happen now, we surpassed it, and we doubled it, 
But it took us about three weeks to hit 30,000 with 700,000 Twitter followers. At the end of that campaign, I was in his house and we were looking around at the shelves going, what's that from? What's that from? We sold a salt and pepper shaker that was in Bobby's house on Supernatural <laughs> for $750 on his Kickstarter page. That's amazing. That's the kind of commitment it has. So yes, it's great to have a name involved. It's great to have that celebrity factor, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. What do you feel like is the driving force behind the most mm -hmm. successful campaigns? Is it just constantly putting in the work? It's the building of the excitement, continuing to keep the excitement going, continuing to have new announcements, new content. When I sit down with a client, we have a 30-day calendar mapped out, and I want something happening every single day. Do we have a new video that we're putting out? Um, I like to do like uh, one of my clients every Monday, she released an interview with her mom called Mondays with Mary. And it became, she was, she was a first generation immigrant from Taiwan. Um, her story was a very personal story and she decided to do little segments with her mom. We released them every Monday. It became, people were waiting for Mondays with Mary. Aww. So we want content with the Sultana. I mean, and this is, this is kind of like above and beyond. Um, but we were nearing the end, and it did not look like we were going to hit that $75,000 goal. We, we started to slow down. I would say this was maybe day 20-ish. And Sean Astin, who is, is amazing, amazing human being, but this is a little above and beyond. I'm not saying that you guys all have to go do something this huge. The Remember the Sultan is a documentary, and it took place on the Mississippi River. So Sean and his brother-in-law flew to Tennessee, and they got a rental car. And his brother drove the rental car up the Mississippi while Sean live-streamed his reading of a book about the Sultana oh that one of the historians brought in. So we're back here on West Coast time manning all the socials and tweeting people, and then I'm texting him as every new backer pledges so that he can read out the names on the Aww. live stream as he's driving up the Mississippi River. And from that, on Twitter, a couple local news channels caught wind of what we were doing because we had so much tweeting going on and messaged us, was like, where is he? And I had to like send down his coordinates so that they could <laughs> find him. And I think we brought in over $15,000 in like that 24 hour wow. period. And then it just kept going and took us to the end at that 108. So one of the things that's important is to get that the first day is your most important day of the campaign. And if you don't already have people lined up, you should. You know, I have my clients kind of reach out to people ahead of time, like, hey, what are you good for? This is happening. This is happening. Um, all crowdfunding rules say you should have the first 30% in the first three days. I'd prefer you have the first 30% in the first, like, day and a half, <laughs> you know, because it's this uphill battle yeah. while you're climbing, and you want to get as high as you can while you still have all your food and your resources and your energy. But then that final week is also super important, and that's what I was talking about with the momentum. There's a momentum that builds again. Week two and week three is where you have to get really creative and you have to get that content out there like Mondays with Mary or I recently worked with a campaign called Demon Hunter and so they did a Monster Monday where they actually, you know, they shot little uh, little scenes uh, where someone was calling in about this monster that was terrorizing them 
they didn't reveal the monster until Thursday trivia. Then they said, could you guess what kind of monster? So come up with some kind of really cool content during those two weeks. But then that last week, once that momentum builds, you have to keep it going because that's when it snowballs and that's when you can end up doubling your goal. I've, I've had it happen so many times that in that last week, you just keep going and going and going and going and going. I never want to do a crowdfunding campaign again, to be honest. Me either. But <laughs> hearing you say this is like, I know that anything we've ever done has pretty much been wrong. <laughs> and maybe there's, you know, maybe you do it again. Well, you fly by your seat sometimes, you know, and, and, and to your credit, um, with the network that you've already built up and the community that you've built up, I've seen you do a few of these. And yes, I'm always going, why didn't you? Oh, man. Uh, you know, any any of my friends, any of my friends that launch campaigns that don't at least sit down and do a one hour session with me, I am crying in the in the background. You just don't know it. Um, but that being said, a credit to you and your community is sometimes, yes, you can fly by the seat of your pants and make it happen. But I'm telling you, with the proper pre-production and the proper planning and having the content laid out and having the calendar of what we're doing, when we're doing makes such it's a difference. pretty much like if you're gonna crowdfund to make your movie yep you need to think of crowdfunding as the pre pre-production it's its own production actually is what i say yeah so when you first sit down with me for that meeting that's where our pre-production phase begins the campaign itself then becomes the production and then of course fulfillment is post-production yeah. it is its own production in and of itself so what is the biggest challenges for you being an actress and a voiceover artist in a world where you're helping other people raise money for their projects? Ooh, now we're getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, it's funny because when this first came to me, this has been about six years now that I've been involved in the crowdfunding sphere. It first came to me because I was an actress in a couple crowdfunded projects. Um, and then next thing I knew, I had gotten hired um, just to do the social media for Blood Kiss, which was a project with Amber Benson and Neil Gaiman. And our goal was 50, and we raised 88,000. And from that point, I just kind of blew up as Kalia Kalia. And I would say probably for the good, a good first year of that, I really hated those calls. Yeah. Every email that I got going, hey, so-and-so said, uh, you're really good at crowdfunding, and we have this vampire movie we're doing. And I'm like, well, why didn't so-and-so say I love vampires <laughs> and I'm an actress, too? <laughs> hey, we're doing this cartoon, and so-and-so said that like you're, you're really good at crowdfunding. And I'm like, why didn't so-and-so say I'm really good at cartoon voices, too? <laughs> um, so there was a lot of ego involved that first like year or two, and... Um, and I had to kind of separate myself from, I can't be everything to everyone. I can't be with every project from start to finish. You know, like with Sultana, I was brought on as the campaign manager, which then led to voice actor, which then led to producer, which then led to executive producer, co-executive producer. Um, but not every project is gonna be like right. that. And not every project is gonna even see me in that light. I've, I've definitely had projects and, and the past year or two, a lot of web series and stuff that I've worked with where I'm like, they're going to offer me a role. They're, they're totally good. Like, they totally love me. Like we're hanging out, we're doing the campaign, we're raising money. I know they're going to surprise me with a role. Doesn't happen often. It has happened a couple times. Um, and, and uh, you know, and much gratitude to those that then do turn around and be like, hey, you would be really good at this. 
thanks. Yes, I would. Um, but so I've had to look at it as like my side hustle. I really kind of look at this as my waitress gig. Yeah, we have, I've had talks with other folks in your position. Like we have Malia on, doing. she does makeup and yes. it's not her love. And she's always watching people do the things she loves. Um, but the, the flip side is getting to have a thrival job yes. where you're meeting people that yes. can hire in the future and you're forging connections does beat slinging coffee. Absolutely, absolutely. And I am working with levels and teams of people that I would have never been working with had I just knocked on their door with a headshot. You yeah. know, that wouldn't happen. And now these folks have a good feeling about me. I help, the, hopefully, they have a good feeling about <laughs> me. I, you know, I help them raise 20, 50, $100,000. So hopefully down the line, and and you know, and I gotta say that, that I've gotten such great reviews and referrals, and even just, even if it's not an acting gig or something that comes down the line, just the referrals that keep coming from client after client, I don't advertise. Yeah. I just built my website like a year ago after doing this for six years because Barbara Deutsch, you know Barbara? Mm -hmm. Barbara's a career coach um, that Helena, Helena Santos Levy introduced me to years ago and I was at Barbara's house for a, a session or something like a year or so ago and she sat me down at her coffee table and she said create do that website right now. And I was like, well, Barbara, she's like, you told me that you know how to create a website. And I'm like, I do. And she's like, how long is it going to take? I'm like, well, I don't know, like an hour or so to get it up and running. She's like, sit down right now, make a crowdfunding website. And I was like, okay, because I wasn't really pushing that, right. you know, because you, you also in this industry, like you said, it had gotten to the point where I'm out at networking events and even my good friends are going, oh, hey, you need to meet Leah. She crowdfunds. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Barbara for pushing me to, to even create that website because it's it's sustained itself on referrals and I can only do so many at a time well, anyway. Well, at the very least, it could be, you may not even realize at this point that it could be grooming you for your ultimate epic project. And that's true. And of course, you're going to bring that up because yeah like it's something I've thought of because I've you know I did a GoFundMe for my my cat that passed away a couple of years ago and that's the only thing I've done and 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 I was blown away by the generosity we I hit my goal in like 12 hours um and I've thought about that because I don't know what that is. I don't I think know when it what hits Leah's you, epic project is. But you will, you know, when it when that project lands, you're gonna be like, your heart's gonna know it. Your your, no your, your intuition pressure. is gonna know it. Leah, you've helped so many other people raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. Your turn. Your turn. <laughs> but it'll tell you. And it, you will know it the minute you read it. I guarantee. I am a little I am a little worried about that though. I'm like, wow. What happens when I put it out there? Are people gonna are people gonna like come forward, or are they all kind of like they've kind of my friends and family have kind of turned the dial down? Right. You know, they're like, oh, Leah's asking for money again. Right. No, but this time this it's for, time me. for me. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's uh, that's a good clarification because I actually had a client ask this the other day, and it's the first time I've had this question in a while. But they said, hey, when we hire you, um, how much of your network gets involved? And I said, none. Right. I said none. I said I'm. I said first of all, I couldn't put a price tag on my network. You're not paying me. You're not hiring me to get my network involved. However, inevitably, because I am sharing your stuff on my social media, and I have about twenty thousand followers combined over the three platforms, inevitably, I see 
people who I know name showing up on the right. pledge list because they were drawn to your project on their own. Right. They saw it because of me, but they decided, hey, I like vampires or I like comedy or I like you know, romantic comedy, yeah. whatever it is. And the truth is that someone's coming to you for um, to help them raise money. If you're going to go raise money for them, then you're an executive oh, producer. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and, and or I need a finder's fee. Yeah, yeah. I need some back-end points. That's a whole different thing. That's game. a whole different thing. And I've, had, and I've had people come at me with that, yeah. and I've come at them with that. Like, sure. You want to write up a contract with a finder's fee and producer credit? Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay, well, maybe this will start gear, gearing you towards your passion project, but um, just going to have you shuffle and pick a card that speaks to you. Yes, let's do it. What are the names of these cards? What are these cards? You know what? I don't know. Oh I just my goodness. I have Jen. so many oracle cards. Okay, so now cats. that one tried to just jump out yep, at us. It did. So we're gonna take it out anyway, and then I'm gonna actually pick <laughs> like the one that I would pick. But anytime you're playing with yes. cards and one jumps out. Interesting. Let's see how the two work together. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a lot of oracle decks, and um, this one I've picked because it just has a word and it just sparks our conversation. So she pulled work. <laughs> which I find interesting. That's kind the that's funny, the one right? you forced yourself that's to pull. That's the one that I pulled. But, then but the let's one see that which one out. was like, no, this is your card. <laughs> Direction. Ooh. Show me the right action right now. Bring me a sign and a miracle that gives clear direction. May I hear the promptings of my own body. And if for some reason I'm about to head the wrong way, stop me. Wow. I don't normally read it, but because wow. this jumped out like that, it it's goes back, I think it goes back to the whole, where's your project? What is yeah. it? I think you just know. So when you hear the word direction for you, though, what, what comes up? Uh, when I hear the word direction, I, yeah, I, I, what comes up? The word goal is coming up. Um, focus. I mean, I'm also sitting next to one of my favorite directors, so <laughs> that comes up. Like, see, you're supposed to direct me in this project, Jen. <laughs> um, no, I definitely, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's the end of the year. Well, we're recording this at the end of the year. You're probably going to hear this at the beginning of the year, yeah. um, which goes hand in hand because I, I feel like when a year ends and when a new year begins and we're starting a new decade, um, I think a lot of us become reflective yes. about our direction. Especially right now with uh, there's so much energy in the world with political climate Ugh. and the and the election coming up and like there's just Don't a Don't get big me started. That's your <laughs> other podcast. <laughs> but there's a big shift. There that's is happening. a huge shift of energy and it feels like there's like this split happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and what what part of that split are you finding yourself on? And and I, I know I've seen other other folks comment on this, but I've definitely and and it is it is tied into the election and everything that's happened the past couple of years. But I find myself questioning my purpose mm -hmm. and my goals and my dreams. And you know, I, I am one of those people that are sitting here going, huh, maybe I should be more involved in activism. Maybe I should be more involved in politics. Maybe I should be more involved in some nonprofits. You know? I think you're not alone. I've seen more activism um, in this last year, especially, but the last four years, more than I've ever seen mm -hmm. um, in our lifetime, obviously, because yeah. before us, there was, you know, massive right, changes, of shifts. You know, and, and then I have to step back and I go, okay, but entertainment is important. Yes. Entertainment heals and makes you laugh and yes. makes you take a break. We need it. And I 
adore working with projects that have a greater purpose. And Leah a greater came message. out and volunteered to be in Shake It Up recently. I and was. The whole was so reason we did it was to put something positive and happy in the world, you know? And then we actually we have a good time doing it, but then we hope that those people who might be down watch it and for three minutes smile. Only Jen, only director Jen Page hires me to dance on camera. <laughs> this is the second or third project that I've been in. Third that I've gotten to dance, and my little girl dancer heart just is so happy. Oh, you never say no. You keep saying I yes. never say no. So your other card work again. I don't normally read this, but I want to because I think it's interesting that you pulled this pulled card. These. I'm now available to receive all who can benefit from my work. Wow. To use me to relieve suffering on the planet. Oh, man. How many chills <laughs> did you get just now? Holy crap. See? <laughs> May all who need me find me. Wow. I don't like I've ever gotten like full body shakes when someone pulled a card. Wow. I love it. I love it. And I am so grateful that you came to yes. share all of this. And with our audience, I think that they're going to benefit a lot um, and so hopefully much, they'll be smarter so than I was more. and they'll give you the phone call. But I'm not going to let you leave without giving you our if Ooh, rapid questions. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. If you had to quit showbiz altogether, what would you do? Okay, nothing connects to showbiz here. Um, <laughs> um, you know, let's go with that card. You know, I all, as a young child, I dreamed of being like a Mother Teresa-type figure, um, so if I was to quit showbiz altogether, and we're talking about acting, hosting, writing, voiceover, <laughs> all of it, I think I would go to some other land and just be doing acts of good and kindness and charity. Um, if you could only make one genre of film. So, you know, if you had asked me this 10, 15 years ago, I would have said horror without a doubt, scary movies, no problem. Um, I think I would have to lean more towards romantic comedy now, which I know is your favorite. She's probably just saying that because she knows I'm what I'm not. I, like, I but love it's okay. romantic comedies. <laughs> um, if you could work with any actor on your next project. Oh, my gosh. Well, I want to work with Sean Astin since I've worked with him in so many different crowdfunding capacities. I want to act with you, Sean. I want to direct Sean. I'm watching do him. It. So let's make that movie. Maybe that that's that's the start of your 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 project. Um, if you could tell your younger self one thing, oh man, I think I'm channeling Bonnie Gillespie here now. But um, I think if I could tell my younger self one thing is that you are enough. You are wonderful. You are talented. You are kind, and not everyone is gonna not everyone is going to see your gifts but you still have to shine and you can't let anyone dull that. I'm gonna cry. And finally, if your ultimate dream came true, what are you doing? If my ultimate dream came true, first of all, I have found the love of my life <laughs> um, and we are happy and holding hands and we have pets and maybe there's even a child in there somewhere and we are both working um in the industry uh, with our passion and i am creating every day and and, and by that i mean you know I, I want to be i want to go to set i want to be on set every day whether that's a television set a film set uh cartoon voiceover but my ideal life looks like i wake up and it's like okay honey this is my call time and i will see you later and oh wow look at this beautiful dinner we're having tonight and oh everything's lovely i have this 
my you know to, to sum it up my ideal self there's there's a partner there you know and I so I know we're talking about filmmaking but you know you can't talk to Leah without falling into relationships a little bit but in my ideal life there is a supportive partner by my side um, and not necessarily making the projects and the things with me maybe it's adjacent um, but but they're by my side I love it I love you. I'm love so you. glad you came here. Thank <laughs> you. For all of our filmmakers listening, all of Leah's info will be in the show notes below so you can find her easy. And until next time, you've been listening to the Intuitive Filmmaker Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts as that helps others find us, which helps us to keep delivering great content to you. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of your other favorite podcast apps.